Welcome to the Land Your Bet Sports Betting Podcast. Josh Lander coming to you as always. I've got Nate Weitzer here with me who's used to hearing that intro, I believe, by now. After sort of being the reason that I think I got into sports betting as more of a profession than anything else, uh, as he is my co-host on the Coast to Coast Podcasts, plural, that we get going on thelines.com uh, and on their YouTube page cover mostly basketball that's our bread and butter with our, with our biggest following for sure especially those play props and then uh, we definitely have an, an NFL props video also have MLB daily videos as well where I target a bunch of pitcher props and Nate actually analyzes baseball like someone who knows what he's talking about uh, Nate how are you doing today doing great yeah excited to finally get into some NFL content here been grinding um, in terms of fantasy and seasonal bets to, to look at uh, so I'm going to put that knowledge to use. I am very happy to grill you a bit on some fantasy stuff because I, I believe strongly in what you have uh, in terms of your, your arsenal there when it comes to understanding fantasy and who to draft. I'm going to have Levy Chatnover on as well to talk about fantasy football. Uh, would you not agree that he's kind of a whiz when it comes to that stuff? Yeah, you're really uh, bringing the the good old uh, Yentas in here, uh, the, keeping it keeping it keeping it goy uh. yep a hundred percent man i mean look he knows what he's talking about you, you you can't blame me for bringing on a couple of good mentions to talk about some finance stuff and analyzing some stats right so i feel yeah. pretty good about it i do want to take a quick second to say uh there's a couple other really good uh pods up that i have one the other one about the nfl is the nfc nate and i are going to jump into the afc talking about futures as this season kicks off pretty soon. These bets will still be alive as the season goes on, but obviously you want to monitor monitor them once the season actually starts. Um, Also have uh, that fantasy football show coming up that I mentioned with Levy, who's a ridiculous psychopath when it comes to studying this stuff uh, and wins a bunch of leagues every year. Uh, And then there's a couple, there's one other that's coming up with Kareem uh, as he talks about NBA betting again, a guy who has made a couple hundred K last year betting on NBA professionally and is doing a great job giving us some pretty sick insights uh, that I know I'll be using on the Coast to Coast pod. But like I said, we're going to get into AFC futures. Uh, I've got about three picks here that I'm talking about, and Nate has a couple as well. Uh, do you want me to go first, Nate? Um, well, let's just jump into the one that we kind of have some shared thoughts on. Then I mean, okay. like, which is Colts under for me. Uh, you're, and, it, and it has a lot to do with Anthony Richardson. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, he's going to be the starter all year. They basically said, like, day one, no matter what, I'm the owner, Jim Ursay. I am meddling again. I am driving this franchise into the ground. Uh, and we're just going to start this guy who's extremely raw. Um, and all probably all year, even though we have Gardner Minshew as a professional quarterback, we have this Jonathan Taylor drama uh, slash injury, his backup being injured too. Uh, basically no upgrades to the passing game for young Richardson. Uh, I mean, even though they have the third easiest schedule by last year's percentage, I'm going under six and a half wins plus odds, like plus one ten a lot of places. Uh, because like, what are we basing that on the Texans being as bad again, that they have the easiest schedule? Like they face the Rams, but it's early. They face the Pats, but it's in London or Germany. Uh, like the NFC South is, is going to be like, not something you can just run over like solid defenses, like whatever you say in terms of worst division. Like, I don't think you can just throw that out there. Like, Oh, the Colts will walk into seven wins. Like this is a really bad team in a situation that I would fade 
Uh, and Shane Steichen's going to have a lot less to work with than he did with that fucking all-star team in Philly. So I will, I will fade them on six wins. I think that's a good call. Um, I, the thing that, that I think keeps – so what's the, the juice on that real quick? That was at – Plus 115 um, is the best I found, yeah. Bet Rivers. Yeah, I mean, Bet, Bet Rivers is going to give you something there. I, the, the under six and a half wins feels right. The, they have roughly like the third easiest schedule in the league. That's the only thing that, that you look at. But I still say they've got plenty of losses on there. Uh, I mean, Houston twice is always nice. And then Tennessee's bad. I think you might be able to just pencil them in for a win against Tennessee, depending on how that season's that uh, turning out. I don't Look, think if Tannehill's healthy much. and they have DeAndre yeah. Hopkins, like he's still at somewhere near his prime, like, and they are so much better coached, like continuity. I know, even though that, like, I will take the Titans in a head to head in this situation. Fair. Yeah. yeah, fair. I mean, to- totally fair. If if, if uh, Tanny's still playing in upright, then that's fine. They they're a little bit less lucky in some of the out of conference, uh, out of division games. I think people are giving them credit for. Like, I think Cleveland is a pretty good team. I, I think they're they're projected to be above five hundred. Uh, and then New Orleans as well. Like, say what you want about New Orleans, they're going to have around a top ten, top fifteen for sure defense. And then David Carr is going to be a better quarterback than like a lot, like eleven of the matchups he has. Eric. Derek, yeah, Derek, not David, former number one overall pick and uh, pin cushion on the Houston Texans. My apologies. I'll probably do it again. Uh, but, but so either way, my point is, is like even Tampa Bay's defense um, is going to be good. Once again, in my opinion, I think they're going to have a bit of trouble uh, with the pass rush. But that defensive backfield is, is might be the best in the league still. So there's opportunity for interceptions is the segue that I'm making uh, to Anthony Richardson being able to lead the league in in that and that's a, a special that you can find on DraftKings. that's a little bit hard to find um but you go under uh where where was it basically once you go to futures um you go to stats uh, player stats and then you can find most interceptions uh, on the season and the shortest odds go to the guys who've been leading the league for the last couple seasons in, in josh allen and dak prescott um and and then there's other guys that i think will probably have a they might be a bit more pass happy than the colts but who was their quarterback last year? And 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 they still were the seventh. Uh, they, they threw the ball the seventh most of any team in the league. Um, so for, from that standpoint, I'm kind of like, th- why would they stop? Like even when they had the, like Sam Ellinger in last year, uh, they were still throwing the ball. Like like I said, m- you know, nearly forty plus times a game. Um, and that had a lot so- to do with Jonathan Taylor missing time, right? And it seems like like this this relationship seems like beyond repair at this point. Like totally. even if they are able to extend him, like this is not going to be a good situation for him to be a bell cow back. Totally, and that even it, there's a situation where he goes to another team and is like actually uh, a, a worth a first round pick in fantasy, and then there's a, a world where he doesn't play all season. And, and he even, like, can't – because Jim Irsay is going, I want a first-round pick for Jonathan Taylor, but also Jonathan Taylor is not worth giving the contract that he wants. So <laughs> how are people supposed to, to give you anything in return for, for him that you might actually want when you've clearly undervalued him um, and, and devalued him? So Anthony Richardson, most interceptions, is plus 1,800. The thing that scares me about it is the, the schedule to a degree, but also just the idea that I – checked the most recent uh, interception leaders in the league and a rookie hasn't done it since Peyton Manning, I believe uh, in like 1998. So that's partly because of volume and the amount that you trust a young quarterback. But if you don't have your running back and now you're looking at uh, a depth chart that 
without Jonathan Taylor at running back and Zach Moss is questionable uh, is moving forward into week one still. Um, and then you're talking about little guy like little Deion Jackson and, and Evan Hull, who I've never heard of Evan Hull at, at the four string. So none of those guys scare me. None of those guys feel as though you can rely upon them. This Indianapolis Colts offensive line is bad. It's predicted to be bad this season and they didn't really do much to beef it back up. Um, as I mentioned for those defenses, like I understand that they're going to have some cupcake teams that they play uh, with the third easiest schedule as, as far as pre-rankings go. And the third easiest schedule is also predicated on uh, I'm using a, a formula, a site that's using a formula that's basically just what did Vegas predict these teams to win? And then whoever has the lowest total of, of their opponents wins predicted by, by, you know, most of these sports books, that's how they're predicting it. So it's, it's somewhat accurate, but it's obviously prone to a bunch of mistakes. Either way, within that, they're playing Baltimore, New England, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, Cincy, Cleveland, and New Orleans. Um, so obviously all these best defenses they play that are all in the top 15 right there. Also, uh, five of those teams with uh, a top five pass defense. Uh, as or, I'm sorry, four, three of those teams with a top five pass defense as well in terms of their, their backfield rankings. So, uh, And this is a pro football network and pro football focus both agreeing on, on those two things. So like you said, no Jonathan Taylor safety blanket just feels like a pretty good bet unless there's, you know, you think there's a little bit more juice for someone who's going to be throwing the ball potentially more often. But like I said, they put a, a rookie quarterback in there last year in Ellinger for uh, as much as they could, and they still threw the ball the seventh most of, of any team in the league. Yeah, I'm, I'm so I'm curious to get your take on this this other one, the Broncos shift here. Uh, because speaking of interception, like. Russ Wilson, will he bounce back? Is Sean Payton worth enough that you're talking about them having the biggest difference uh, in terms of wins from last season, right? Yeah, yeah. That's 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 my. I think I that's my favorite one because of the juice. Like I also want to be very clear when I was making these picks um, to talk about this on this episode. I really wasn't looking for a minus 130 or anything like that uh, when I'm tying up some money to start the season. Um, I like that you can get some plus money on the Colts under on wins. If you're someone who puts a decent amount of their bankroll on betting on futures in football, which is common. I have a couple friends who predominantly bet futures and then occasionally towards the end of the season or middle towards middle end of the season, they'll start fading that bet by betting against the their the team that they said was going to go over in wins or betting on the team they said was going to go under in wins or whatever right and that's that's how they play it so that that's a fine way to do it I, i'm i'm okay with that M- me personally i just want to make like a few $50 to $100 futures bets that will garner me four figures or at least four times my money at that point so um the 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 bet that i'm talking about here with the broncos it's really it's four, plus four twenty five on DraftKings for them to be the most improved team, meaning they have the the biggest disparity, uh, you know, an uptick in wins. So five wins for them. I, I made it really about them and the Bears, and and that's be, there's two reasons. I mean, the Bears won three games and definitely improved their team uh, in the skill positions specifically. Um, specifically the skills positions only because that offensive line's bad. That defense might be the worst in the league. Um, Denver coming in five wins last season. They were exceptionally bad. And we only had two games of Nathaniel Hackett not being their coach last year to go, how bad are you really? They gave the Chiefs a fight, right? And and they they also pulled out that that Chargers game last year. Um, they didn't. I, I think they lost actually. But either way, those were the two games that Russell Wilson looked the best, other than like in the, within the first couple weeks of the season. Um, and there's a lot that goes into that. Nathaniel Hackett not being there, I think, was a big part for Russ specifically. I'm not going to trash him nearly as bad as Sean Payton. 
Peyton did. Um, but I will say there was obvious reasons that he was connected to that they were so bad. Um, and, and then the, those five wins, I maxed them out at like nine and eight. There's some crazy, you know, mile high fandom sites that are like, they're going to go, their ceiling is 12 and five. It's like, all right, relax. Um, but I could see them winning nine games, maybe 10. For Chicago, it's plus 210, so I mean, half the juice for them to, to you know, improve bet more on those three wins uh, this season. I maxed them out at 7 and 10. Um, some other crazy, once again, Windy City sites are going to be like, you know, they can go 12 and 5, they can go 13 and 4, and silly stuff. But I, I think seven wins is max. And so we're talking about roughly four-ish wins improvement as the, as the ceiling as I see it for both of these teams with a possible five in there. And it, they play each other. Uh, it's in Chicago. That's a huge day. But before I even go on with any of this stuff and get into Russell Wilson, as far as everything I just said goes, and then we can talk about what you think about yeah. Sean Payton and Russ. You know, where, I mean, where my, are you at? My biggest thing, yeah, is the Bears do look like the biggest competition going through this. I mean – Texans, I think, could 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 improve, but yeah, you got you got to start from a low win total here to really improve. And I think the Bears' hype is definitely overblown because it's it is so much about the skill position, so much about fantasy. Like, is just Justin Fields a fourth round pick at this point? Right. Is he going to be able to rush as much as he did? Well, they were just so so bad in terms of the winning margins to win football games last year. Uh, so I, I don't think that that's going to suddenly flip and people are talking, you know, the Windy City hype is like, they're going to win the division this year. Like, no, no, the Lions are so much better than them. The Vikings and Packers still have such good organizational stability. Uh, Vikings have much more talent than them on, on the offensive side of the ball. Like, I don't think they're going to have a very good record in division still. They are still the little brother there. Uh, so I don't think, yeah, that they're going to win more than seven, maybe eight games, as you point out. And I do think the Broncos can win nine or ten games with a competent coach now. Um, you know, they do have a lot of talent. Much, much tougher division and schedule, uh, granted. But, um, I, I, yeah, I, I think that they them coming coming around uh, to, to, to maybe get four or five more wins. The, the Jets also, if, if everything breaks right for them at seven wins, could, could improve significantly. Well, I, uh, I didn't bring them up. I didn't bring up the Jets, but do you, you see that as a realistic possibility despite their, their, their hard schedule? So if they win like 11, then they're in the running. Yeah, I, I do, because Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, say what you will about him, is, is an absolute winner, and he has a great team around him, and they're going to need to win at least 11 games to have a shot at the playoffs in the AFC, which is the same could be said about the Broncos. That That's the thing is that, is the the Bears could win nine games and still win their division, as we saw last year. It's not going to be as much pressure to win to have it to have a fantastic record as it is in the AFC. So I do see yeah. how a bigger turnaround could happen in the AFC. Yeah, well, I mean, what's what's so funny is like there's a bunch of teams this year that have hype around them that are franchises that we're used to not trusting like the Lions in their division. Um, to a degree, the Vikings, even though it's been the Vikings and the Packers atop the North for, for years now, mostly the Packers and some Vikings sprinkled in there. Um, and then, you know, you've got a p- bunch of other teams that, that, that are just like that as well. The Jaguars are in there where it's like, I don't know, are they going to really just the Jaguars? I, I understand. They're, they're really freaking good. Um, and then people wanting, like we get into this cycle in the NFL where um, we, we get all these takes. It's like the, the Bills 
no, not the Bills. Everyone's on the Bills, so I'm against the Bills. And now everyone has to like sort of play counter-arguer because everyone's so on one team that they're like, let's slow down a bit. But like the Bears are a team that I think everyone just jumped on, and, and it, it comes from what you said, which is fantasy perspective. DJ Moore looks awesome. Cole Komet's finally going to be better because he came on at the end of last season at tight end, uh, and he's going to be a more of a, a, a safety blanket. The run game I believe in. I think they'll keep doing it. I think guys like Khalil Herbert um, will get a big boost uh, from, from you know the, the idea that um, that Justin Fields is such a threat to run, even when that, that offensive line is so bad. Part of the reason they, they didn't feel the need to upgrade it is because Justin Fields is going to get out into space as much as he can anyway, in which case it's fine that things break down uh, even when they're not supposed to. So, uh, But for Denver, I think the real question is, Mr. Unlimited, which was that awesome video that Russ Wilson put out last season uh, about himself and pumping everybody up around him. Anyway, he was better in the last two games of the season. 63% uh, pass completion percentage in there, four TDs to two interceptions, and a 100 QB rating versus KC and and the Chargers. Uh, Both pretty high-scoring games as well. Sean Payton... I, what some people are saying, oh, this is the perfect system for Russ because he can get a short quarterback into the right position. They did get better at offensive line, upgrading the guard position uh, and getting Mike McGlinchey for uh, at left tackle. So like they're going to be better. Marvin Mims was another uh, receiver that they took with their first pick to be able to get Russ some more help. If Jerry Judy's healthy, like it's just about do you believe that there's some, like best? Let me put it this way: best case scenario, Russ is like. 75% as good as he was in some of his better seasons in Seattle. Um, he doesn't get sacked nearly as much and can make simple throws rolling out of the pocket. Uh, Jerry Judy stays healthy, even though Cortland Sutton, I think, is already injured again a little bit. But their wide receiver core stays as good as it's been. Um, and, and then Mims comes on, right, et cetera. Javante Williams stays healthy. This team, boom, I think they're good for, for nine. Um, and 10, 10 wins would be their ceiling because there's a, they're, they're basically favored in the majority of their games. It's just tough to do that when it's like some of these weeks are so far ahead that you're only going to get a minus one, minus two spread. That might change big time by the time we get to that week. But preseason outlook they have the ability i think with, with the amount that they're favored uh, and the amount of games that they should at least be in uh that they can pull out you know a bunch more wins with a coach who's exper- as experienced as sean payton yeah and so that kind of segues into just looking at the afc and if you think a team like the broncos is going to win 10 and be in the mix for the wild card <clears throat> the steelers are not making the playoffs bro and and like minus 150 is the best price i found for them to miss the playoffs they're like kind of close to even here. Um, you know, they they are the worst team in that division. Uh, I think Mike Tomlin is good enough to to get once again nine and eight, which is exactly what happened last year. Not good enough, right? So I mean, I would love betting on that on them just being unable to compete with this loaded AFC East and West and try to get mm-hmm. any of those wild card spots. Um, on the flip side of that, the Ravens are minus one sixty to make the playoffs, and I love me some Ravens. Now that Lamar has got paid and he's got weapons, uh, they're going to be very exciting to watch. Uh, but, they, yeah, I mean, the Steelers, they, they're going to depend on that defense. But T.J. Watt at this point is legitimately injury prone. That is not fluke. Uh, he just yeah. gets hurt. Cam Hayward is is going on 35 years old as the anchor of their line. I mean, they're still going to be pretty good defensively. But that offense is, is a mess. And Matt yeah. Canada, who people love to shit on, so much that he's in the last year of their contract, his contract, and the Steelers hired a secret or assistant offensive coordinator. 
Glenn Foster, Glenn Thomas out of the out of the college ranks to maybe just call the plays instead of Matt Canaday, which is just seems like this is going to be a bit messy um, as yeah. you have a rookie left tackle and a second year quarterback. Kenny Pickett was twenty first, thirty uh, first, excuse me, in, in PFF passing grade last year. He's he's not you know a a, a difference maker, a game winner. Uh, their running game was absolutely awful last year. The, the line should be a little bit better in terms of run blocking, but I don't think the Steelers have the horses, have the firepower to compete in the AFC, which again is just so, so much better than the NFC as we enter this season. And their division, yeah, the Browns have such a wide range of outcomes. Like I, I they could easily yeah. be the most improved team after going seven wins uh, if Deshaun Watson is suddenly back to his height of power. So I just, I don't think they can, they can finish in third even again. The, the interesting thing is that this division could have three, could have four. If every, if everybody's nine and eight or better, it could have four teams in the playoffs. Not very likely. There's a bet that's plus it's 11 to one. If you say any team is going to get four teams into the playoffs, probably wouldn't take that or recommend it. It's just the the margins are so thin. They have to win so many out of division games at that point. Um, it, it's just silly, but they, the, the, the Browns are a, such a wild card because of Deshaun that I, it scares me to bet on that division almost in any way. Like there's no, there's no value on the Bengals who are, I think clearly the best team, the Ravens you, in terms of winning the division, you might be able to, to, to make a case for the Ravens winning the division. I would agree. And, and, and also riding the Lamar train. I'm just wary after two straight seasons of him not being around in December, or January, you know, that, that, that would be a problem for them as well. Uh, he got paid, so that's that's enough. Is that what we're saying? Oh yeah. Okay. Well, if he if if that's the case, then he's going to be out there. Then yeah, I, I continue to love that. Um, Last year I, he I was just holding kinda... out. Yeah, he was he was not injured. Mm. He was holding out at the end of the mm. season. That that is a, a much a much hot, spicier take that I like in terms of, and it's not like it's unfounded. I understand that, and I'm not going to ever get mad at a quarterback that that plays the game in a way to make sure that they get money in the NFL. Um, I'm with you. I, I am like I, I like I said. I'm not gonna uh, put any money right now in in a minus 150 bet as as you know as likely as it seems to happen for them to miss the playoffs. It's also just me betting against Mike Tomlin at that point, which is the only reason that that I'm kind of off it. But I, I still think it's it, it's a good bet based on this the construction of this roster, you know. So um, let me finish things off here then with uh, one little parlay that I broke the rules and included an NFC team in. Um, but I'm t- looking at division winner parlays for the ones that I like. Uh, the Chiefs, I think, I mean, I'll get into that real quick. The Jags and the Niners. And I'm just throwing the Niners in there because uh, I really love the way that the NFC West has played itself out for them with the worst team in the league and the Cardinals. The Rams, who can go one of two ways after just the first five-ish weeks of the season where Matt Stafford's on the trade block and they're, you know, they're looking at, uh, at next year and Caleb Williams or, uh, you know, basically like Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford are just putting up like monster years. And, and that's awesome. But that defense is so bad that they can't stop anybody, et cetera. Right. Like that either, either way, like I just love that, that the Seahawks are, I'm not taking seriously either. You've got two of the worst teams in the league. I think alongside the Niners, I think they're a great bet for 10 wins. I mentioned this on a different podcast and on, on a show that I was doing different separately. Um, but the idea that um, that the uh, Niners are a great bet for that fan duel bet where you can bet any team to win the Super Bowl preseason 
and then every win that they get during the regular season, you get 50 bucks back. So you can get up to five, up to 500 bucks, so up to 10 wins, but you can get $500 back in bonus bets just for putting at least a $50 bet on a preseason team to win the Super Bowl. The Niners at 10 to 1, with, with the way that their schedule lays out for them, which is pretty easy for a really good team right now, um, I, I would say that they're a great bet for 10 wins, um, and I'd really like them to win the division. It's minus 130, which is not a bad bet. It's similar to that Steelers one with the level of confidence that we both have um, that you have in the Steelers that I'm talking about with the Niners. Yeah, so, and I, I will say when we get to the NFC, like I would be pretty shocked if the Niners and Eagles are not in the NFC title game. I mean, yep. that, that the, the conference is so weak around those two that, yep. yeah, and the Niners division is so much weaker than the Eagles that, yeah, I do I do approve of any parlay involving them. But, yeah, continue with the AFC teams. Yeah. So, yeah, to, to, to the AFC. Let's start with the, the, the Chefs and just get them out of the way because it's really easy to talk about the Chiefs. They're another team that I feel like the, the, the conversation is like, it's so easy to say the Chiefs are going to be good. Like, how good is Pat Mahomes? Like, I don't need to have that conversation for the sake of, like, potentially drawing in listeners because it's controversial. Pat Mahomes is going to end as maybe the best quarterback who's ever played the game. So it's totally okay to have his ceiling at MVP every year. And a guaranteed 11 wins for this Chiefs team every year. Like, it's okay to say that if he stays healthy. And the other thing is what's around him now is the same as, if not maybe a little bit better than what was around him last year. The defense is still the same 15 to 20. Uh, it's always going to look worse because Pat Mahomes can score uh, in, in a couple, in, in three throws, two throws, right? Um, obviously one throw. With the, It's just the weapons aren't quite as the same as they've been when it comes to deep threats. Obviously, I'm referencing Tyreek Hill. The fact that he did what he did last year, though, without Tyreek Hill, uh, the way that they started four start, uh, four rookies in the Super Bowl and for the, the majority of the end of the season, including Isaiah Pacheco uh, at running back and then a bunch of tackles as well, uh, like they, they beefed that up by getting Jawan Taylor from the Jags, which was huge um, because they also lost Orlando Brown, who was a big you know, reason that they were so strong on the left side there. Um, so, you know, I, I think overall the, the offensive line still very good. Top six, seven in the league uh, projected to be in that range anyway for this year once again. And then uh, as far as the weapons around him go, it, it's fine. It's totally fine. Yes, I'm fine with Sky Moore. Um, and, and I do still think he has enough possession receivers. Kelsey's 34. There aren't very many tight ends who have gotten 1,000 yards after 34, but I, I think he's one who can probably continue to do it with the, with the targets that he's getting as well, like 10, 9 to 10 a game. So I still think that there's there's reason to, to be, be like, it's the Chiefs. I, I, I still don't believe in the Chargers enough. I definitely don't think the Broncos are better and the Raiders right. are the Raiders. I so. I will add that, yeah, the concern about losing Eric Bieniemy too, for that offense, and, like, yeah, sure, yeah. he made it all work last year, is allayed for me by the the, the knowledge that Brandon Staley's going to fuck up some games for the Chargers, and I don't think they're going to win that division with him at the helm, like, in his crazy decisions and whatnot. So I trust the Chiefs, yeah. Yep, yeah, I'm with that. I think it's the Chargers are going to charge her again, man. Maybe they won't have the same level of – um, you know, turnovers at the worst possible times, the way that they lost that Jags game, the playoffs was terrible. Um, so th there's always that element of them. And then uh, the injuries for them, especially at wide receiver, um, where they're, they're loaded with like C level talent and then Keenan Allen and Mikey Williams need to stay healthy. And I just, I, I don't think they're going to do it either. So I think it's pretty easy to take the chefs. They're minus 160 to win the division. I'm throwing them in this parlay with the Jags and the Niners, which gets me to plus 329 on DraftKings. And I'll just briefly touch on the Jags, and I'll just start with the best thing they have going for them. They play in the AFC South. 
That's why they're minus 155. Um, I do think there's reason to believe they're going to continue to progress uh, as they did last season. The defense is what scares you. It, it is currently probably a bottom five defense in the league, um, and it got a little bit worse in the offseason as well as they failed to, to cover up a, a couple linebackers that, that left for them. Um, at this point for them, though, it's really like Travis Etienne is the real deal, and so is uh, Trevor Lawrence. They got Calvin Ridley. That offensive line is at least good enough uh, to keep to, to keep the, the scheme that Peterson wants to have going uh, intact with a guy like um, you know Trevor Lawrence who can move out of the pocket a bit and, and also just throw on the run with spectacular arm strength. So with all those things said, I think it's a, an offense that continues to have like a, a really really high ceiling, and they'll win a lot of games like thirty one to twenty one uh, to twenty seven. Mm-hmm whatever. Uh, and there'll be a lot of 50, over 55s that you can take in these totals with the Jags this season. But there's just nobody in their division that I'm scared of. I think the Texans are a team that I would bet on more than even like I, I like the, the, the Colts at this point. And we'll see, you know, what, what the what Mike Vrabel can pull out of, of DeAndre Hopkins. But I'm a little bit I'm pretty wary of the, the Titans as well. Yeah, the Titans is the only team with enough pedigree or organizational right potential to win this division again uh let me be a little bit more clear what i meant was if i'm betting on a team to do anything and succeed in any way i'm going for the texans because of the value over the titans but i I would say the titans are the biggest uh yeah adversary to the division yeah i mean to your point yeah the other two teams texas and colts would be an absolute stunner if they're in contention for the division um the titans everything kind of has to break right i mean they were just like completely spiraling last year they might they have the worst offensive line in football according yeah. to pff's preview here so i don't know how that's going to work as a run first team uh so i think there's plenty of confidence that just the jags just being best of the rest uh at this point yeah yeah for sure dude i appreciate you coming on yeah it's fun i, I mean i love chopping up about football uh i, I look forward to joining you for the nfc yeah hell yeah we'll, we'll, we'll talk some more stuff soon uh nfl and then uh, I mean, I'm probably going to try to drag you on pretty consistently for, for basketball whenever you feel like it. Or at the very least, I'm probably going to be like, Nate and I did our Coast to Coast show, and he likes this, and I like this, and just kind of use your picks on there. And whenever you want to come on, you're more than welcome. So, Yeah, just don't use uh, ChatGBT to appropriate my picks. Keep, keep it <laughs> organic, please. <laughs> I don't need AI for that. I talk to you every day, so... That is all the time. We are going to see Nate again soon, I promise. Make sure to check out a couple of those other episodes. Uh, We have some NFC futures up uh, right now. I'm going to talk to Nate about that again. Fantasy football as well. I might might get back into that with you as well, Nate, because Nate is a pretty good big whiz when it comes to fantasy football and basketball, by the way, which I think we, we should talk a little bit more on because we both love it so much. So that's all the time we have. Like I said, and until I do talk to you next, happy betting.